You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right, it's been a hell of a week, and we have to hand it to Tucker Carlson. He busted wide open some of the major lies about January 6th. And quite frankly, I'm proud to work at a network where we have amplified that information. It's important. People need to know about it. And I'm disappointed in major portions of the conservative media that downplayed his very important reporting. Uh, one item, the horns guy, the so-called face of the insurrection, well, he was actually assisted by police in astounding travels throughout the Capitol captured on security camera footage. He passed officer after officer who had no problem with him whatsoever. They all had guns. He didn't. And nothing happened. Also, Brian Sicknick, the Capitol Hill police officer, he died on January 7th. And this footage shows that he is alive and well when they said he had already been attacked. Now, Tucker had exclusive access to the security camera footage, tens of thousands of hours, access that was denied to January 6th defendants and denied to the rest of the country. It is time for Kevin McCarthy to make this video available to the American people. And at this point, there really are no plausible excuses to keep this material out of our hands. The security stuff, I'm not buying it, actually. I could see the FBI going to great lengths to keep something very embarrassing out of our hands. This might be what they're really worried about. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision uh, not to share information. Director Ray, gentlemen's time has expired. Very angry there and nervous and flustered. So is that why we can't see all the footage? Because we'll be able to identify FBI agents waiting in the Capitol for the crowd to arrive, dressed as MAGA supporters, huh? We don't know the full scope of what the government is covering up, but they are covering up a lot. And for those engaged in the cover-up, though, maybe you're all worried too much. Now, we've seen this week that people can see astounding news footage and have zero interest in actually seeing it or reporting on it. Even at Fox News, Tucker's own network, show after show, with hosts you know very well, totally ignored Tucker's incredibly important reporting. 
Could this have had something to do with it, however? A major political figure demanding that Fox News, well, fire Tucker, basically. Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, tell Carlson not to run a second segment of lies. You know it's a lie. You've admitted it's a lie. That's pretty astounding stuff. Schumer, the majority leader, leader of the United States Senate, enraged that a private citizen reported facts. He can report and say whatever he wants, by the way. It's not his business. That sounded almost somewhat threatening, like Schumer was threatening Murdoch. If you don't do this, you could have business trouble. Schumer does have a lot of power, and he wants everyone to know it, and he does get carried away high on his own supply. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. You should be in jail for that. And by the way, did you see that? He looked like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. You know, he really likes that kind of power. The establishment claim also that they're upset with Tucker and this uh, footage because it's been selectively edited. We all saw what happened in real time, not in the, the cherry-picked, edited-down version of, of what Tucker Carlson presented. Now he's going to have all the evidence to selectively edit and, uh, and you know, in an attempt to validate it. Well, I have no doubt in my mind that whatever gets edited in Tucker Carlson's editing studio is going to be at odds with the truth. <laughs> it's edited. It's edited too much. Edited editing is different from altering. Editing is a crucial process allowed under normal circumstances, done all the time. Their precious New York Times is very carefully edited. Some things go in, some things come out. You can't have everything, so you're, you kind of curate it, all right? And the January 6th committee, they certainly edited the video they presented to the American people. Yeah, just for awareness, be advised, there's probably about 300 uh, Proud Boys that are marching eastbound in this uh, 400 block of um, kind of independence actually on the mall towards the United States Capitol. I am not allowed to say what's going to happen today because everyone's just going to have to watch for themselves. But it's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Hey, wait a second. It's already 11.22 in the morning. Did you see? It started at 10 o'clock in the morning. Did you see that? The footage started at 10 o'clock in the morning, and now it's they jumped. It's called editing. It's all edited, and they wanted us to see what they thought was the worst of the worst, right? Uh, and we were subjected to it for two years. What is the problem with seeing footage we haven't seen? There is no problem. They can't say there's a problem, so they have to lie about it. They have to lie and say that January 6th again is somehow the worst thing that ever happened. And it's all a ploy to get more power. Hey, quick sidebar. Have you noticed that it's tougher than ever for white women in America? The confrontation caught on video, a white woman blocking a black tenant from entering their apartment building, demanding proof that he lives there. National news that this woman was uncomfortable that a total stranger without a key 
followed her into her condominium complex in violation of condominium rules. Now, 10 years ago, that was considered prudent and sticking up for yourself and protecting yourself. But white women made a grave mistake in the eyes of our warped culture. A majority of them, I don't know about her, but a majority of white women in 2016 voted for Trump. And having white skin now as a female is truly second class citizenship or even worse, a death sentence. One of the gravest horrors is the murder of Ashley Babbitt. And it's just completely accepted that a completely unjustified use of deadly force is no big deal or worse, she deserved it. Now, this is footage we actually first reported on about a year ago. We highlight where Ashley Babbitt is. And you know what? She looks like, yep, a tourist. And so does everybody else she's with. Ashley Babbitt right there, she didn't break anything like so many others. She didn't potentially break any laws if they allowed her into the Capitol, which is quite likely we've seen hundreds of people just allowed straight into the Capitol, right? We don't know if one of them was Ashley Babbitt. We don't know how she arrived. Now, Ashley Babbitt did do one thing. She arguably hurt one person. I want you to see something. You see the guy with the glasses? Well, he just broke a window. And we believe that's Ashley Babbitt trying to stop the guy. You see how his eyeglasses go flying? It's believed that that guy was an agitator, tried to break a window, was causing all kinds of trouble, and she stopped him. The lies of January 6th are told over and over. The repetition of the lies is very effective. And Joe Biden, he loves telling this story. That never happened. My conversations with world leaders, and I've spoken over 38, 40 of them now, I've made it known. I've made it known that America's back. You know what they say? The comment I hear most of all from them? So they say, we see America's back, but for how long? But for how long? And I just got back from Europe meeting with heads of state. One said to me, I said, America's back. And he said, for how long? When I went over, I said, with those seven leaders, I said, we're back. Uh-oh. And the response was, how for long? how long? Right, gotcha. For how long? Mm -hmm. And that confounds you somehow, right? You don't know what to say. You think that's such a deep question. What do you do with that, huh? Uh, is the implication that if a Democrat loses, America is gone, huh? Uh, nobody buys this. I don't. And by the way, you're not, you're not sticking up for America if you're just rolling over on that question. World leaders are not horrified by January 6th, okay? That is a, that's a fake news phenomenon that, oh, the world sees us differently. This happens all over the world. Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, people get upset and sometimes they show up at the seat of power in London. Take a look at this. They had riots at the parliament a million times. It happens. It happened in, uh, let's say, Germany. Uh, August of 20. Look at this. It's kind of January 6th-ish almost. You never hear about it. Uh, ooh, Cape Town, South Africa. A bunch of people actually broke into the parliament running around like maniacs. Uh, Wellington, New Zealand. This is a year ago. This is really, really intense. Okay. 
Wouldn't that be something if Joe really goes around saying America's back, inviting his international counterparts to say how long, and he really doesn't have an answer? I wonder if President Xi tried that one on Joe, and if Joe just uh, looked at him. Oh, wow, I have no, oh my gosh, I have no answer to that. Joe Biden um, sees a lot to like in China. Oh, by the way, apparently he thinks their capital gains tax, though, is too low. The capital, the rate of their uh, capital gains tax is 20%. The American new budget increases it from 20% to uh, 39%, over 39%. Communist China has a lower one. Mark Levin was the first one who highlighted that. I think it's amazing. Overall, the new budget in America increases the proposed budget by 5.5 trillion, the tax hike, 5.5 trillion dollars. I guess with all those people coming in from Mexico, we, uh, well, we gotta pay for them, right? That's, uh, all right, that's one, I guess, justification for all these tax hikes. Our population is increasing, isn't it? Uh, let's see, uh, Joe says he's a, cap- these are not capitalistic policies, but Joe does say, that he is a capitalist, right? Look, I'm a capitalist. You've heard me say this before. Look, I'm a capitalist. I'm not anti-business. I'm a capitalist. I'm a capitalist. Look, you've heard me say it before. I'm a capitalist. I'm a capitalist. I'm not trying to punish anybody. Except America, and he's kind of giving himself a great big tax break he has in the past. He is kind of a capitalist when it comes to his tax returns. Uh, did you form a corporation? Have you personally formed a corporation at home like Joe has two uh, when he first became a civilian after his vice presidential years to make all this money, put it in a corporation because then you don't have to pay the payroll tax. Then you don't have to pay the Obamacare. There are all kinds of advantages to getting your money through a corporation. It's a trick of the rich. Yes, it is. I wonder how AOC and her friends in the squad, I wonder if they, uh, if they have corporations, huh? I wonder what they would say to Joe Biden if they knew. Have they know? Do they know? Joe actually works for them, by the way. He is, uh, he is every bit the hostage he looks like. We'll be right back. All I can say is that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? They don't. They don't. They don't. And they still love that guy who ruined football pretty much. Colin Kaepernick. Remember him? Uh, He is not playing football. He says he wants to play football. In the meantime, he's writing a bunch of comic books, showing up at birthday parties, doing docu-series, docu-dramas, documentaries, stuff like that. And uh, again, the fake news eats it all up. Uh, What's the lesson? Colin Kaepernick has got a powerful message for younger people in his new book. He says, stand up for what you believe in. Wow, that is so interesting, huh? Stand up for, I think I read that in a baseball card package. Those little, or bazooka bubblegum wrapper, big deal. What's next? Please welcome Colin Kaepernick. The offseason for Colin Kaepernick looks much different these days. The 35-year-old has a nonprofit. You're already creating community. Empowering black and brown youth, a publishing company, and media projects, including a docu-series on Netflix and an upcoming documentary with director Spike Lee. Uh, again, all about him, huh? Boring. Uh, but there is something interesting here. 
what he says about his parents. Did you hear about this? Take a look. Uh, oh, he was adopted by these nice people. They happen to be white. Apparently, that was an issue then, and it's an issue now as well. It's his true high school coming-of-age story, his journey embracing his blackness, despite resistance from many, including his white adoptive parents. I know my parents loved me, but there were still very problematic things that I went through. I think it was important to show that, no, this can happen in your own home, and how we move forward collectively while addressing the racism that is being perpetuated. Wow, right? Move forward collectively while addressing this stuff that happened 27 years ago, arguably. Um, and what did happen in the House? You ready for this one? It's, uh, quite frankly, forms of it happen in every home in America, probably. He took cues from his icon, basketball star Allen Iverson, who he said wore his blackness like a suit of armor. And teenage Kaepernick wanted cornrows to match. He's getting what roles, his mom asked? Oh, your hair's not professional. Oh, you look like a little thug. Your mom become. said that to you. Yeah. And those become spaces where it's like, okay, how do I navigate this situation now? All right, come on. When he was 15, was he really saying, how do I navigate this situation right now? Um, I don't know much about that haircut, uh, Corn Rose, but I do remember Dave Chappelle had a character, the guy on the right, uh, that was uh, Corn Row Wallace, and he was uh, kind of a, well, a, a stereotypical gangster. Let's put it that way. And Corn Rose was a central part of the whole thing. Uh, parents are allowed to complain about their children's haircuts, the way they wear their hair. That's been happening since hair and parents, right? Beastie boys, I'll kick you out of my home if you don't cut that hair. No big deal. How about the blackness as a suit of armor? What about whiteness as a suit of armor? Is that? And the anchor, she really seemed to be, how could your mother, your white mother, use the word thug? That's a word that I always kind of thought was about behavior, not complexion. And apparently that's something that is a no-go area for 45% of the population or whatever. Crazy stuff. I hope the parents weren't insulted by that. Seem like good people. And, um, and I'm, I'm glad that Colin says that he knows that they love him. But overall, very negative. Very negative indeed. I'll be right back. Greta Van Susteren is back. She's on Newsmax, giving you the really big stories without the spin. Watch The Record with Greta Van Susteren. She's smart, tough, and always fair. Don't miss Greta's new show. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Whose 
and to the republic for which it stands. Under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. We should have ended the show with that. That was amazing. Thank you. It's called Justice for All. And the J6 Prison Choir, pretty amazing. It's all over uh, the internet. You can check it out for now. This is not the kind of thing uh, folks are, a lot of people are comfortable with. I think it's totally beautiful. You know, someday history may look at these J6 people very, very differently. I am, I am not content with what I know about the November 2020 election. Are you? Well, that was, uh, that was something else. Thank you to all concerned. Hey, Justice for All, oh, by the way, happens to be the name of my book. <laughs> um, and I find it kind of interesting that they're calling that Justice for All. It's about how the left is wrong about law enforcement. Did you notice that picture of Donald Trump with the Bible in front of the uh, church? For whatever reason, the left, they are horrified by that. I think it's a beautiful image. The leader of the country holding a Bible in front of a church. What could be wrong with that? Only would a warped and out of control society have an issue with that. That picture, by the way, is in my book. I talk a lot about that moment and January 6th in general. So uh, as a lot of other people are focused on the, the horse race when it comes to politics, you know, who's up, who's down, who's got the, it's all very nasty. Donald Trump is talking about substance and policies and, uh, Here's some more of that. The radical left Democrats have used ballot harvesting to cancel out your vote and walk away with elections that they never should have won. They cheat, and they cheat like nobody's ever cheated before. Many states have banned ballot harvesting to keep our elections honest and fair. But in the states where ballot harvesting is still legal, we have no choice but to beat the Democrats at their own game. It's very simple. Either we start ballot harvesting or you can say goodbye to our country. You can just wave goodbye because Democrats would win every single election. We have to get smart. And that's why our campaign will fight back and start harvesting ballots in the states where the left has been cheating the system and hurting our country. But our harvested ballots will only come from legal registered voters who are American citizens. With your help, we will master the Democrats' game of ballot harvesting, and we will win back the White House from Joe Biden and the people that are destroying our country. They're absolutely destroying America. Very good, huh? Excellent. Awesome, actually. The clarity, the force. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Now, what is the political world talking about? Not, uh, not those kinds of issues. They're talking about 
Michael Cohen and Stormy Daniels. She's back in a way. Michael Cohen, remember this guy? Mr. Cohen, you called Donald Trump a cheat in your opening testimony. Uh, what would you call yourself? A fool. <laughs> He's absolutely right. I know the guy, or at least I knew him. Um, yeah, there he is, and there I am. I'm on the right with the sunglasses. On the left there, half the picture, that's, um, that's Eric Trump. And we were all at a charity event to raise money for St. Jude's Hospital, walking across the Brooklyn Bridge. And I'm glad Michael Cohen was there to raise money for the kids, but uh, he really is kind of a fool. Uh, walked with him for about two miles, and all he could do was tell me how he's going to be the next mayor of New York. I'm going to be the next mayor of New York. I can do it. I can do it. And I'm like, I don't think so. And he said, why not? Why not? And I said, because of reality, I just, uh, it's a very clueless individual. I'm sorry. And he's the guy, I guess he's a central player. They wanted to be in this whole Stormy Daniels matter. Uh, they're going to try to, is this true? Indict Trump on Stormy Daniels. New York Times prosecutors signal criminal charges for Trump are likely uh, this is so unbelievably far-fetched. Even according to the Times, the case against the former president hinges on an untested and therefore risky legal theory involving a complex interplay of laws, all amounting to a low-level felony. Uh, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They just want to stop Trump no matter what. And Stormy Daniels, quite frankly, personally, I don't think there was ever a hookup. I really don't. I think that she had motivations, even though she denied having motivations, you know, coming forward and, and, and trying to get money. Watch this. I felt intimidated and honestly bullied, and I didn't know what to do. And so I signed it, even though I had repeatedly expressed that I wouldn't break the agreement, but I was not comfortable lying. How do we know you're telling the truth? Because uh, I have no reason to lie. <laughs> really? Well, uh, she's a stripper and a porn star, and she wanted to raise her profile and went back on the road the very next day after that 60 Minutes broadcast to promote herself as the mistress of the president. All right. I actually don't believe there was a relationship. I really don't. I think this is how it went down. Uh, this picture comes to light. Yes, this was a celebrity golf tournament, everybody. I think Bill Maher was there. It was no big deal. Um, but it's three weeks from election day. This person comes forward. I'm going to say we had an affair unless you give me some money. Uh, if you're a billionaire, three weeks, do you really want to spend your time explaining this? I can totally understand. Yeah, fine. Write her a check. What's the big deal? Everybody got paid. Even Michael Cohen. The big problem with this thing is, as Manhattan prosecutors are apparently on the verge of indicting him, and if they do, I think it's going to help Donald Trump, actually. But if they, what they're struggling to find is a victim. There's no victim. They're actually trying to say, well, that Donald Trump is a victim of extortion. So by giving the money, that was a criminal act because it's part of the extortion. He's the, it's so convoluted by their own definition. This is Mike Pomerantz. This was the key driver, the part-time district attorney who was pushing this. And apparently he pushed it all the way. He wrote a book about this crazy scheme and, uh, <laughs> They all know it is ludicrous to charge over this. Listen. 
I thought that the hush money could be charged as the proceeds of Clifford's extortion of Donald Trump. Admittedly, this was a somewhat awkward construct. Step one would be to prove that Trump was, in effect, a blackmail victim. It was a creative legal theory, neither intuitive nor obvious. The district attorney raised his eyebrows at the notion that we would be claiming that Donald Trump was a victim of blackmail. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> they're admitting it's convoluted and weird. So let's say you get robbed on the street. If you give the money because you're, it's a crime is happening that giving the money to the person who's robbing you makes you a criminal, makes you... They're bending over backwards any way to get Trump. And he's admitting it out loud. He hates Trump that much. Go ahead. So to charge Trump with something other than a misdemeanor, Danny would have to argue that the intent to commit or conceal a federal crime had converted the falsification of the records into a felony. No appellate court in New York had ever upheld or rejected this interpretation of the law. Uh, yeah, you see how that <laughs> it doesn't hold up. It doesn't work. No appellate court in New York had ever upheld or rejected this interpretation of law. And this is what they're going to try. This is what they've come up with. I guess they just want to indict him. They don't care about a conviction. Just the indicted former president can't be president. Is that their game? One more. Discussed calling Wesselberg's lawyer to fire a warning shot over his bow. We could say that we might be coming after Wesselberg without specifying what we had on him, which was very little at that point, in the hope that he would get scared and fall into our laps as a witness. So this is how this guy operates, huh? <laughs> they had nothing on a guy, but they wanted to scare him to get him to talk. Remember Alan Weisselberg, the guy from The Apprentice who worked for Donald Trump for a long time, uh, scaring him into, this is, these are rogue prosecutors out of control. This is not the way it's supposed to work, but I guess it happens all the time. They're messing with the wrong guy. Oh, boy. Uh, even the fake news, they know that this is... You saw what the New York Times said. And when this guy was telling this story, yeah, the fake news said, uh, are you serious? You are making waves because of the government job. If you say, oh, I couldn't do it on Thursday, but I quit, so I'm doing it on Friday... The underlying substantive legal issues are the same, are they not? Whether it is fair to the subjects of probes. I mean, you had enormous power. You. I'll let you finish, but I'm not talking no. about whether it's Donald Trump. I'm talking about the powers you had and whether it's fair to everyone under the law. I'm sure as a prosecutor, you understand and agree that everyone is entitled to equal uniform treatment. Let me, let me stop you yeah. there, though. In fairness, you know what was in that grand jury testimony, though. So you know what... It, it, you can't unknow that information. So even though you're using the public record, what you choose to excerpt is certainly not, is it not influenced by what you know took place in the grand jury? All right, a little all over the place there, but they're skeptical. All right, this guy's weird, and uh, this case is ludicrous. If they dare go for it, wow, we are in major, major trouble. But at the same time, it could help him, you know? <laughs> he got through two impeachments in Russia. I think he could handle this. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Carson. Biden's America is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one day after another. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hard. Families to the brink. Hell, just look at the price of eggs. And the digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it. I know it. 
And that's why I partnered with the great company Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They are six-time Inc. 500 winner, 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews and have helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last, only if you call them today. Qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin, so don't wait. Call 855-735-3740. 855-735-3740. That's 855-735-3740. My A1C stayed here. It needed to be here. Ray's A1C is down with Rebelsis. I'm down with Rebelsis. My A1C is down with Rebelsis. In a clinical study, once daily Rebelsis significantly lowered A1C better than a leading branded pill. In the same study, people taking Rebelsis lost more weight. Rebelsis isn't for people with type 1 diabetes. Don't take Rebelsis if you or your family ever had medullary thyroid cancer or have multiple endocrine neoplasia syndrome type 2 or if allergic to it. Stop Rebelsis and get medical help right away if you get a lump or swelling in your neck, severe stomach pain, or an allergic reaction. Serious side effects may include pancreatitis. Gallbladder problems may occur. Tell your provider about vision problems or changes. Taking Rebelsis with a sulfonylurea or insulin increases low blood sugar risk. Side effects like nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea may lead to dehydration, which may worsen kidney problems. Need to get your A1C down? A1C down You may pay as little as $10 per prescription. All right, you see that car? The blue BMW is being pulled over by a police officer. Should be a routine traffic stop. But the motorist, the driver, insists on doing everything wrong and is being as disrespectful and disobedient as he possibly can be. And this ends in the worst possible way. Policing in America, it's always been tough, but now it's, uh, gosh, it's, it's, is it worse than ever before? It's very hard to recruit people. Violence against cops are up. The respect for cops for about 50% of the country seems to be non-existent. It's a crisis situation. We thought we'd bring in former sheriff of Milwaukee County, David Clark, America's sheriff. Welcome back, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, Greg. Thanks for having me. So, look, uh, it seems like we are in a crisis situation. Law enforcement is under fire and attack and ridicule like never before. I had some ideas about how we could possibly. Well, look, I'm not qualified. How do we fix this? What's going to happen? Well, we have to go back to what's, what works. And, and what, we know what works because we did it during the middle of the 90s, the 1994 crime bill authored by of none other Joe Biden when he was in the U.S. Senate. And what they did was they finally decided that they'd had enough of this violence that was surging across America, some of the same stuff that's happening right now. And so they tightened everything up. They started to make arrests. They started to put together task forces. And when they arrested these people, they charged them and they held them for the longest period of of time allowable by law. And upon sentencing, they were given uh, long sentences. That's because you had the judiciary, you had the prosecutors and the police using uh, the feds and everybody else and all the tools that they offer, everybody doing it at the same time. This happened all across America, and we experienced historic record lows in crime and violence. Then we got away from it, took our pedal off the metal, let the left talk us into goofy policies like behavior modification, second chance for career criminals. And now you're looking at these no bail policies. You got these woke prosecutors 
that were uh, funded by George Soros that are not charging these dangerous individuals, putting them right back on, out onto the streets. So all we have to do is pull out that 1994 crime bill, dust it off, start implementing those policies. And you know what? Over time, not overnight, but over time, you'll see a return of historic record lows, common tranquility in neighborhoods, safer neighborhoods. That's what has to happen. What about in some of those neighborhoods when the cops are trying to affect an arrest? You got a bunch of people who break out their cameras and try to get the cops in trouble uh, or mock them and jeer them and, and throw bottles at them and stuff like that. I, you know, we can bring back the, uh, the law, the 94 crime bill, but that, that horrible, toxic atmosphere for cops. How do we tackle that one? Sure. Well, look at the state of Arizona. They just enacted a law that makes it a misdemeanor for an individual to get within a certain amount of distance to a law enforcement officer who's engaged in police work and try to film them. They can be arrested for uh, interfering with that sort of thing. It's a start. You know, right now, everybody's got a cell cam. You're going to have some courts that are going to say, no, no, that's First Amendment rights on and so forth. It's another thing, a form of harassment, but it's another thing the law enforcement officers are going to have to put up with right now. Uh, in this climate that we're living in. But I would look at that law, and when I saw it, I, I tweeted and I encouraged other states to take a look at it, to give law enforcement officers some room, for heaven's sakes. That's called the lunge area for law enforcement officers. Someone can quickly uh, get in, strike an officer, take equipment away, so on and so forth. Plus, it takes their attention off the suspect that they're dealing with, because now they have to watch two things, for heaven's sakes. Because they don't know if that person is just filming them. They don't know if a sneak attack is going to come. But things like that, I think, would help. You know, there's no magic pill here in this uh, anti-police sentiment and environment we're living in right now, this war on cops. But some policies like that may, may, may help a little bit anyway. Uh, Sheriff Clark, I'm always <laughs> you're so wise and you've got such insight. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping you go back into uh public life. You're out there, you're tweeting, you're America's sheriff. But if Trump comes back, is there a job that you would like in a Trump, in a second Trump administration or somebody else, somebody, uh, some other Republicans uh, administration? Yeah, you're putting me on the spot a little <laughs> bit. But that's OK. I've been on the spot before. Look, you know, I'm trying to help any way I can. If, if a president asks you to serve, you got to step up and you have to serve. So, you know, that's not my motive right now. I'm fighting behind the scenes. I'm trying to assist law enforcement agencies all across the country right now. I was at a law enforcement appreciation event speaking at uh, in Houston, Texas. I get to talk to these officers to kind of tell them, keep your heads held high, keep fighting. I know it's tough, but, uh, you know, better days are ahead. It just doesn't look like it right now. But somebody has to do this job, Greg. This, this is the front line of, of law and order. It's the front line of protecting the Constitution, our free way of life. And, and I'll tell you what, it's getting harder to recruit, as you indicated. But somebody has to do this. And so if we don't have people that support this, including the community, which does support the police, by the way, uh, if you look at the, the polling, over 60 percent, even mm. in the black neighborhoods, they support the police. But this anti-cop rhetoric is strong right now. It's still alive and it has to be beaten back. I hope you wind up at the FBI. That's just my uh, my preference or the U.S. Marshals, maybe. But uh, heading the FBI, that is Sheriff Clark. Appreciate it so much. Go to americasheriff.com on Twitter at Sheriff Clark with an E. Thank you very much, sir. And we'll be right back. When we
we talked about 28 percent tax rate. Ronald Reagan was 28 percent tax rate. You know, that wacko liberal guy, you know? He really should stop doing that. It makes me think about when he hangs around with women and children, quite frankly. Sorry. Um, Craig Shirley joins us, the great historian, Newsmax contributor. Um, nobody knows Biden like you. You have such unique insight into him. Hey, Craig, first of all, good to see you again. Can you tell us that story about, first of all, what the heck was that? Uh, first of all, you didn't tell the whole story. Ronald Reagan brought down capital gains from 70 percent down to 28 percent. So, And then Trump lowered it further to 20 percent, which is actually, you know, I think it should be zero, to be quite honest. But Trump did lower it to 20 percent, and now Biden wants to raise it up. Well, uh, tell us what happened with that. Oh, actually, let me run this by you first. A moment of clarity, perhaps? Take a look. I had a big fight with uh, the former president uh, and maybe future president. Bless me, father. <laughs> uh, that was something else. I, the words are bigger than his. He's trying to make a joke out of it. The religious reference. Um, I think he's. I don't, I don't, go ahead. I don't think an abortionist should be crossing himself. Good point. Craig, good point. What happened at that church a long time ago? Uh, there was a funeral uh, for a longtime aide. Can you tell us that story, if you don't mind? Oh, yes. Um, I'd done a lot of business with, uh, I won't mention his name, with a fellow who had been Joe Biden's chief of staff when he was in the Senate. And uh, this fellow uh, died, and uh, his ashes were spread uh, there at, uh, at a river near uh, Virginia. And then the, we went to the Unitarian uh, church for the memorial service, and Biden gave the eulogy. And my wife and I went. We never witnessed anything so nauseating in our lives. It was completely self-absorbed. All he did was talk about himself. All he did was use first-person pronouns. I, 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 me, me, me. This guy understood me. This guy took care of me. This guy did mm. this for me. This guy did. And that's all he did was talk about himself. Thanks. He is the most narcissistic individual to occupy the White House uh, in, in a long time. I can't think of anybody more narcissistic than him. Maybe maybe yeah. Bill Clinton, yeah. but, he, but, he, but he's more so than Clinton. Craig Shirley, real quick, all week long, you know, there have been some revelations, interesting revelations about January 6th. And I'm reminded how the fake news says again and again and again, this is the worst thing that ever happened since the War of 1812 at the Capitol. And that is not true. You're the historian. That is such a bold-faced lie, but you tell it enough, people believe it. Exactly. It's not. I saw our, our esteemed vice president compare it to December 7th and uh, January, July 4th and other monumental days in our nation's history. And, and this kind of this kind of hyperbole is just not it's yeah. it's it's stupid it's foolish and it's not helpful either because it just blurs it blurs everything i encourage everybody to go to amazon and look up craig shirley there are so many delightful books from world war ii the ronald reagan books are my favorite and we got the new one of trump's speeches that you edited craig shirley we thank you so much for coming on tonight let's do this more often and we'll be right back We're still in this thing with DirecTV. Can you believe it? We're still not on DirecTV. It's been, what, two months now almost? And uh, 
we need we should be back. And if you think it's wrong that we've been censored, that uh, free speech is being muzzled in America, you can call DirecTV. You know, they deplatformed Newsmax from their cable system, and it's wrong from their satellite system. However it works, give them a call, 877-763-9762, and you can call Congress. Let them know what you think about this. Thanks for that. Or go to IWantNewsmax.com. IWantNewsmax.com. You can register and we'll keep you informed. And maybe you can sign a petition that we have there. We'd so appreciate it. We've got to get back on direct TV. It's too important. And thank you. Thanks very much. Hope you have a great weekend. And I'll be back on Monday.